Welcome to this week's Eccentric Minute, brought to you by Eccentric. This week's Eccentric Minute is a great exercise to get you out of the sagittal plane and into the frontal, and that is the K-Box lateral squat. With one leg off the box, you're going to give the wheel a spin and really sink into the hip of the leg that's on the box. While you're doing this, you want to try to keep that back leg straight to really stretch out those adductors and really drive your pelvis as hard as you can up and over to the side off the box. Make sure you give yourself a counterweight with this because when you give the K-Box a good push here, it's going to want to give a little bit. So make sure you set yourself up there. But this is really an awesome exercise, again, to get you out of that sagittal plane, open up your hips. Guys, give this one a try. I'm sure it's one you're going to love. I really hope you enjoyed this week's Eccentric Minute. Make sure you check them out at eccentric.com to find out everything you need about the K-Box and the K-Pulley. Being a strength and conditioning professional requires constant pursuit of better knowledge, better methods, and better means. But what if there was a place where strength and conditioning coaches could learn from some of the most innovative practitioners in the world, such as Jeff Moyer, Lachlan Wilmot, William Wayland, James the Thinker Smith, and Kirwenham Flat? Well, you could find multiple lectures from each of these top-level coaches and a few lectures and examples from yours truly as well, all in the Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is going to bring you well over a hundred different lectures from some of the top practitioners in the world to be your one-stop shop for your continuing education and professional development. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Rob, great to see you, man. So glad we could get this down. So fired up for you to spend some time with us today. Man, pleasure. It's definitely a pleasure to be here and sit with you and talk to you, man. I feel honored, you know. I've been a big fan of the show, so to finally, you know, be here with you, you know, it, hey, my day's May. I could, 2021, 20, if it doesn't get any better than this, it's already good enough for me. Well, I appreciate that, my friend, but... <laughs> Before we dive too far into what we want to get into today, let's let the three quarters of a human being who may not know, you know, who is Rob Harris? Where are you, where are you at? And how'd you get out there? Man, Rob Harris, uh, you know, I'm the head strength and conditioning coach for University of Kentucky men's basketball. And I've been here for the last seven years. This year coming up will be my eighth season. Um, you know, I grew up in, Louisville, Kentucky. So grew up a Louisville fan. How about that? And now I'm working at Kentucky. So I always tell people that when I go home for family events, you know, they, they make me eat last. Uh, they try to sit me at the table with all the kids and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So they don't show me any respect. Um, but I grew up in Louisville. You know, I uh, have a bachelor's, master's degree. I've worked at various places from interning with UK football, interning with Ohio State football, uh, spent a couple of years with the Cincinnati Bengals, and then uh, moved my way from there down to Arkansas. I worked with their football program for a year and a half, and then now I'm here in Lexington. And, you know, I've been here, like I said, for the last seven years with my lovely wife, Maria, and my two daughters, Anaya and Alea, who are 
in eighth grade and fifth grade. So they are keeping me on my toes. Those, those, that last part is probably the most important part of who Rob Harris is. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm, I wish people really understood that you're not joking about your family when it comes to that rivalry, because I think that this is one of the most misrepresented and underappreciated rivalries in all of college athletics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Big time, big time. I mean, I grew up huge fan of the rivalry. You know what I mean? I mean, I was one of those who hated Kentucky. Um, you know, it's funny because I talk to Derek Anderson all the time. Derek Anderson, he's from around the same area I'm from. And I was just was telling him how I used to see him as a kid back in the city. Didn't like him, didn't want to talk to him <laughs> while everybody was trying to get his autograph. And I was like, he played at Kentucky, so I didn't want to be bothered with him. But, you know, to be a part of that, man, is, is something special, definitely for me. Yeah, man. And I think that one thing that's really cool that we got to touch upon a bit, you know, this past fall is mm -hmm. that you are in a unique situation in the world of college basketball. Like it, it, how you are able to build relationships with guys so quickly is something that has really been your calling card to success and longevity with you know, uh, big blue nation out there with these guys. Mm -hmm. So let's get into that a bit. Let's talk about dealing with the top 1% of the 1% and how there are ways to get into the mind and into who these young men are to help really build that relationship, to get them to grow and develop off the court. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, one of the us as human performance, athletic performance, strength and conditioning, however you want to title it. Um, you know, I originally got into this business because I was, you know, I was a really good athlete, but I never had anybody to show me like the proper way to work out or to lift weights, you know, I played small division two football. So, you know, I remember doing leg curls on a machine and the thing was so bad that I ended up like getting cuts and scars on my Achilles from, you know, just how terrible the equipment was. Um, so, you know, I always wanted to work in the weight room cause I'm just like, man, I feel like as a strength coach, that's, somewhere you can make an impact hugely, not only on someone's athletic performance, but also just them as a human being. And, um, you know, we're the guys that are with them from day one to day 365, you know what I'm saying? Like we are here from the first time they step on campus, when coaches are out recruiting, we're here. You know what I'm saying? When we're waking up early in the morning to eat breakfast with the guys. We're the ones that are there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even if it's dinner, if it's having to go grocery shopping with the guys, I mean, we are the ones that are there day in and day out. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, 
I always want to make sure guys know that Rob Harris cares about you individually and not what you do on the court. Um, and I think for me, that's been one of my calling cards, one of my uh, passions and one of my purposes for being here on earth is, you know, to help mold and be that example for these younger now men, but even if I was in a situation to work with young women, uh, it would be the same. And so for, for me, you know, I mean, my job goes well beyond the weight room. You know what I'm saying? Like my job is to help you change habits. I love like one of the, one of the guys that I always use as example is Isaiah Briscoe, uh, you know, rough, tough dude from Jersey. Uh, I, I would never, ever forget it. He came in the summer. We had already trained for a week. So he missed the first week of summer training. He got in on like a Friday or something like that. And as you know, you got to go through the whole process of uh, the physicals and all these other things that they have to do in order to work out with us. And um, that Saturday, you know, I came in and it was just he and I in the weight room. And so, you know, we're talking, I'm taking him through things just to kind of show him how things will be for the following week. And so I was just like, man, you know, how, how's your work ethic in the weight room? And I would never forget. He was like, Rob, I'm not going to lie to you. I hate this shit. Like that was his response. He was like, I don't like the weight room. And so I was like, I said, I will put any amount of money. Now, obviously we didn't bet, but I said, I will put any amount of money on it that you are going to love it by the time you leave here. And so I, you know, he was a guy who he needed to kind of cut weight a little bit. So spent mornings with him doing cardio, you know, just he and I and just talking, getting annoying and, um, you know, big transformation in his body, uh, big transformation to his game as well. By the end of it, you would catch him in, in the weight room, just at the end of workout doing curls with his shirt off in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? And it's a little small victories like that, that, um, you enjoy as a strength coach and I, you know, curls have nothing to do with athletic performance, but the fact that the guy who says, I don't like working out, I don't like the weight room, you know, four months later is in the weight room doing curls and looking at his body and enjoying the results of the hard work that he's put in. Like to us, that's victory. You know what I'm saying? And it came from, just the environment that was set, you know, one of my environments is not a, it's my way type of environment. You know what I mean? I try to talk to our athletes and try to understand what they're going through daily. Uh, there's different challenges that these guys have. And, you know, some days squatting 235 might not be the best for that athlete. You know what I mean? Uh, it might be better to just kind of do some hip and hurdle mobility um do some posterior work and get out of there you know what i mean but um just me being able to communicate and connect with these guys man has been 
the biggest thing for me. You know, I grew up in what you would call, I guess, the hood of Louisville and, you know, broke lights off, uh, sometimes didn't even have water. And I didn't realize how broke we were until I started paying a water bill myself. Like water bills are only about 30, 40, 50 bucks a month, you know what I'm saying? Depending where you are. And so, you know, having that background, um, but also being able to, um, you know, I went to a, a fairly high, um, high school as far as academically. So, you know, I was around a complete different demographic at school than I was at home. Um, so I think that allowed me to connect to all kind of different athletes that we have, whether they're from the West Coast and their family is worth millions of dollars or, you know, whether they're from down south and, you know, grew up in a, a trailer park. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've had both of those um, and I've been able to connect with each individual, you know, um, on some level of some sorts, man. And for me, it's just, that's one of the most rewarding things is just being able to connect with these guys and teaching them the importance of taking care of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Dude, 100%. And I think that, you know, you look at a guard like Briscoe and, and you think of a, a scrappy, harder player on a, mm -hmm. a really, really good team. And it's funny that you get those scrappier, kind of just like the, the guttier guards and their responses tend to be very similar to the, uh, to AI, man, they're just, they, they don't like the weight room. It's because mm -hmm. it's, it's not necessarily built for them, you know, yes. and they're not built for it. What was that quote from AI? It's like, I, I don't like lifting weights are too heavy, you know, or, or whatever it was, something like that, you know, but the fact that you can get a player who in high school was, he was a, was he top 15, top 20? Like, yeah, you know. he was, he was, I know, I want to say he might've been the, the number one point guard. So I know he was top 15 at least in that yeah. year to go from being the alpha of all alphas, really, mm -hmm. to buying into the things that are going to help support his longevity as a player. And he's, you know, he's still a pro seven years later. I mean, yeah. it's, it speaks volumes. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. And the fun, quick thing about AI, the funny thing about that is, uh, I was, first of all, AI was my, uh, you know, he was my favorite, favorite athlete growing up. I mean, I wanted to be just like him. You know, I, I never wore his shoes because I hated Reeboks, but um, <laughs> I wanted to be just like him, man. And um, when I had the opportunity to go up to um, Philly and visit the 76ers, they have a mural of him in the weight room. <laughs> and I just think that that's so funny that Allen Iverson is the one player that you have in the weight room, a place where he's just like, I don't like weights. You know what I'm saying? I just always thought that that was, that was, that was funny to see, man. But AI was, he was, like you say, he was a heck of a 
heck of a player. So now when you're dealing with these guys who, you know, more often than not, unfortunately, are there for a year or two, mm-hmm. building these relationships is not something that you have the luxury to take your time with. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways that you've had success of building that trust and a lack of a better term, that buy-in with these guys in a really quick manner? So, I mean, honestly, now I'll be, I'll be honest. Now, I've, since I've been here for so long and I've trained so many different guys that have gone on to be successful, it's almost like everything kind of speaks for itself. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll go even further and take it back to Briscoe. Uh, one of the guys that came in that year, uh, a little bit later than him, Briscoe told him, he said, whatever Rob say, you do. Like, this is how it goes in this weight room. Like, we're going to have fun, but we ain't effing around. Like, that, you know, you know how he talk. And, um, you know, just things like that and it just being contagious and spilling over into the other guys. You know what I mean? Like, every year because we have new guys rolling in and, um, every every single summer, like every morning, I had the guys up. Either we're doing some type of movement. You know, we don't do a whole bunch of conditioning over the summertime, uh, but we're up together as a squad, and I make the guys eat breakfast every single day together. Because one of the things that I noticed over time, athletes don't like to eat breakfast. They like to just kind of get up. And then their first meal is, you know, 11.30 around noon, they're eating lunch. And so, you know, having that type of environment where it's just us and we are sitting around eating breakfast and I'm making sure the guys are eating. And, you know, my rule is you have to eat something and not to put uh, this player on blast, Tyler Hero, he was someone who it was literally old school. Like you got to eat five peas or you can't get up from this table type of type of deal. And, you know, he would sit there with his banana and the cereal, just look at him, be on his phone. So I'm like, all right, T that's cool. But we aren't leaving until you eat. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you just take one bite and throw it away. I was like, eventually that one bite would turn into two bites and two bites would turn into three and then three into the whole meal. So I think just me having that time and, you know, the beauty of me only having to work with these 15 guys that we have or however many we have, you know, I'm able to five days a week in the summer, spend that day, those, those mornings with those guys, right. Eating breakfast. And then I'm breaking down in the small groups. So you get all these guys in the morning and then all throughout the rest of your day, you're spending time with lift groups of about two to three guys. You know what I'm saying? So it's very small, it's very intimate. So we're able to, you know, talk and get to know each other. I'm, I'm able to get to know 
you know, what gets them going, just be, you know, just really just talking. And, you know, sometimes it just, it might feel like some days the workout could be more therapeutic to the guys because of what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it could be a, a situation where, uh, you know, a guy's frustrated and the weight room is that stress reliever that he needs. You know what I'm saying? But, um, man, just being being there and talking to the guys and spending those individual moments with dudes, you know what I'm saying, and just spending that extra time, man. I mean, it's, it's really about – I know you say I have a short time, but that summer, just spending a lot of time with them, you know what I'm saying, and just trying to meet their needs as, as much as possible, you know what I'm saying, and just letting them know that I am there for them you know, no matter what, um, I, me personally, I think it's cool that guys come in the weight room and just sit in the office and chill and talk when we're not working out, you know what I'm saying? Or a guy will be walking by, grab a shake and yelling in the weight room and just, you know, so those to me are my victories as a strength coach. You know what I mean? Like if I had an environment where, guys didn't want to see me or just walking by the weight room and giving me the middle finger and you know what I'm saying not paying me any mind then that's when I feel like I have failed as a strength coach 100 percent, man and I think too that one thing that you're touching on there that's really important is and it's something that even more like with basketball players I think is becoming more and more important is that development of routine and mm-hmm. changing some of these things that they've avoided for so long that really have a dramatic impact on not even just performance just like their health and wellness in general yeah yep for sure for sure man i mean like you said you 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 hit it right there just you know um my biggest thing for for me is to teach guys habits you know healthy habits that they can take on to the next level because you know most of our our guys are going to be here for a year maybe two and you know you're going to a grown man's league you know what i'm saying your teammate has you know kids and a family and (laughs) they're they're trying to survive and make it and you don't want to mess up they they're 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 not, they're not going to let you mess up their team you know what i'm saying because they're trying to provide for their family so you got to learn quickly to grow up you know what i'm saying and you've got to learn quickly that breakfast is important you've got to learn that stretching is important these extra yoga sessions where you know you think it's funny or whatever like th- those things are very important you taking care of your body recovery, sleeping, um, all of these things are, are, are very, very, very important. And trying to fit all of that in into uh, one year for these guys is, it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot. Like I literally will, you know, look up at the end of the year and I'm just like, Phew. it's just like, I feel like I've ran a, you know, 30 mile race or something. Um, you know what I mean? It becomes, it, it wears you out, 
You know what I'm saying? In, oh, 100%. In, a, in a good way. 100%. And I think, though, that with that, right, like, the fact that you start to see those little changes and those little improvements are what make you want to run the race again. Yeah. Yeah, for you know? sure. Like the little wins and the little things. Like it's funny that you bring that up about Tyler because our point guard, it's like we had, we had a similar rule last summer. I mean, obviously summer 2020, you couldn't eat with the guys and all of mm. that because all this, but that was a rule is it's like, yo, if you don't eat your vegetables, you don't get in the car and get a ride over to the facility. Like you got to walk. Mm-hmm. And there would be some days where they'd just be like, nah, I'd rather walk. And it's like, all right, well, it's raining and I don't care. So we're out. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and getting them to understand and and see the big picture as to how it can affect them long term is is really almost better than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure, man. I mean what we do is not about the now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's definitely about um the longevity and and, and later in life. Um uh, Cause I have, I have a guy who's retired from the NFL. Um, and he just talks to me all the time about, I mean, his habits and what he does on his daily. And he played 10 years in the NFL on the D line. And, um, you know, he just talks about how his body still feels good. He still feels great. You know what I mean? He doesn't feel like beat up to a point where, you know, he's not going to be able to move around with his, his young sons that he has and things like that. So, you know, I mean, again, it just goes back to those relationships and guys putting that, that trust into you um, and you putting your all into to the guys. Like one thing I learned early on is that it is not about me, like at all. It's not about me getting the the recognition for training xyz player um it, it's about these guys they are what makes us go these guys are what puts food on my table you know what i'm saying so i'd be an idiot to think that it's my way or the highway to take that approach with the athletes that come through uh under me yeah and i think that you know, even more so nowadays, that whole idea of autonomy and athlete involvement in the programming is becoming more and more, is mainstream the right word? Um, but like something that's more accepted, right? Yeah. Because yeah. of how the 21st century athlete is. And so what are some ways that you found that to be impactful and, and successful? What are some things that have been ways that you've, kind of navigated that to make sure that not only you're giving them what they need, but you're making sure that in a sense, I think to basketball players also need to at times be protected from themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what, what's some ways you've had success with that? So honestly, man, I think that some of the ways that we've had success with, with those guys, um, and I'm going to give a shout out to our our guy, your guy, Chris Morris, our, our sports science guy, because 
I think he does a great job of putting Pete. So everything is visual to this generation. You know what I mean? Like everything is like quick. You know what I mean? You look at ads on social media, they're like a minute or less or 30 seconds or less or whatever. So um, I think just getting our guys to understand why we are doing what we're doing in the weight room, to understand why you're wearing this modality in practice and in games and why we are lifting with this machine or doing these different jumps uh, in the weight room to see where your performance is. You know what I mean? Um, and we try not to, to be like, to go overkill with the guys and make them feel like, you know, they are some research rat in a lab or something like that. Um, but just having that instant feedback and Chris dumbing it down to me. So that way I can dumb it down even more to our players to understand like, okay, so I did this amount of work and I should probably get this amount of sleep or this amount of calories after a practice or things like that. Like, I think Chris has helped me so much with the buy-in from a sports science standpoint. Because even for, for me, you know, I wasn't, I was, I was very, very, very old school. Like, we don't need this science stuff. Chris, get out of my office. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was, that was, uh, that was, they used to be me, but, um, you know, him just continuing to educate me and me trying to utilize him and all the different things that he has to offer. Um, I think that it's helped our guys to understand the why. You know what I mean? Like, why are we doing this type of lift after the day after a game, as opposed to why are we doing this type of lift two to three days prior to a game? You know what I'm saying? Um, why am I taking this type of shake prior to practice, as opposed to why am I having this type of shake post-practice? You know, things like that. So I think just the educational piece between myself, Chris Morris, and uh, our nutritionist, Monica Fowler. You know, I think that me being that piece to kind of um, integrate all of us together and even our athletic trainer, um, Jeff, it's like, it, it does a one heck of a job to get these guys to understand how there's so many different pieces to your success other than just rolling the ball out there and going and hoop. Because, um, you know, I've had a, I've had a long time relationship with uh, Rajan Rondo, the former UK player who he and I grew up together, uh, same age, played little league against each other, um, used to get into fights all the time with each other, <laughs> you know, but I had him come and talk to our guy. I always have him talk to our guys. And I asked him to tell them what's his biggest regrets and what he would change about his basketball career from a performance standpoint. And he always says that his first years in Boston, he would have taken his recovery more serious. And so 
you know, again, that recovery piece, it ties in Chris, Monica, Robert, and Jeff, all of us together. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I always try to be, you know, that avenue or channel to make sure these guys are listening to each of these different individuals, you know? So I, I think that to answer your question, that's kind of how I've been able to communicate with these guys and just, you know, being able to show them this is why this, you know, look at your performance, this game, how'd you feel this game? What happened leading up to that game? Now look at the difference here of this game when, you know, you felt better, you played better, uh, even statistically you were better. Now look at what happened prior to that. You know what I mean? So I think uh, just those visual aspects and constant reminders and just harassing the guys daily on, did you eat? How was your sleep? Did, are you, have you gotten this much water today? Have you drunk, you know, these amount of Gatorades? Have, you know, yada, 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 where it becomes overkill and it becomes a pest so long that it becomes a norm to those guys. You know what I mean? No doubt, man. And I think at the end of the day, the big thing is success leaves clues. And yeah. you guys are doing great stuff out there, man. And like, you know, these guys are continuing to grow and evolve and keep working and keep reaching back. So it's it's obviously that there's something really good going on down there. So let me get you out of here with this. You know, where can people keep up with what you're doing, see more of what's going on and all those things? Man, you know what? I uh, my uh, Matter of fact, I'll give you so my email is just robertharris at uky.edu. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It is robstrong621. That's uh, both of my social media handles. Um, and that man, that's that's about it, man. You know, you can always see the little fiery midget on the bench during the games <laughs> when you turn on UK's games. Uh, you know, I'm always out there jumping around punching the chairs, but, you know, I'm just very passionate about what I do. So, you know, man, and I, I'm, and I love, I would say this, I, I've grown to love the city of Lexington and the University of Kentucky, having grown up in Louisville and being a Louisville fan. Like I couldn't see myself anywhere else. That's awesome, bro. I'm, I'm really happy for you. And I'm glad that we could catch up a bit today. And it, it's, so happy to have you on here, Rob. This has been awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time. Man, hey, thank you. And I appreciate what you are doing, man. Well, thanks sure. so much, brother. We'll be in touch real soon, my friend. Cheers. Okay, thank you. Yeah, man.